0: Welcome to Filmstrip and our Superman retrospective series. Who is he?
1: What's his name? Where does he come from? What's he got hidden under that cape of his? Batteries?
0: Featuring Brian. Do you like pink? I like pink very much, Louis. And Jay. To a nice guy who's about to finish last. These podcasts will be spoiler-filled as we discuss the plots, characters, and themes of films featuring the Man of Steel.
1: I tell you, boys and girls, whichever one of you gets it out of ...is going to wind up with the single most important interview since God talked to Moses.
0: And now, here's Brian and Jay. Welcome to Filmstrip. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian. And this is our review of Superman 2, starring Christopher Reed, Gene Hackman, Marco Kidder, Terrence Stamp, Sarah Douglas, and Jack O'Halloran, Directed by Richard Lester. Released in 1980 on a budget of 54 million, grossed over 108 million dollars in its box office run. But notably known as the movie that got ripped away from Richard Donner. Um, you know, when he set out to make these movies, he was making one and two simultaneously. So he thought differences in opinion with the produc- the producers, and such. We get more to the detail of that later on, but. Uh, you know, it was taken away from him. They had already shot about 80% of it. Richard Lester came in and because of director's guild rules had to reshoot a lot of stuff and ended up not only reshooting things, but redoing a lot of it. So first off, Brian thoughts on your memories of
1: Superman two and such. Well, uh, not a whole lot of them, to be honest with you. I was more of a Superman (laughs) one guy. I did definitely see Superman two. The scene that stuck in my head always was the, uh, the Niagara Falls scene and the hot dog thing yeah. and all that. That one, always I always remembered that. As far as the rest of it, watching it, uh, and then obviously the three villains, they always stuck in my yeah. head. But watching it again this time, there's a lot of it that I really just didn't remember. And so I thought that was kind of <laughs> interesting.
0: No, I, gr- I agree. that I was amazed, too, at how much of this I had forgotten. Uh, through the years i was like and maybe not amazed by it after i watched it again but i thought huh you know there's a lot more going on here than, than what i recall there was the whole subplot so i was like oh yeah that's right that's how that happened i mean it's it's a different film for sure uh-huh. than what we got last time now we need to go ahead and say right now um, we are going to cover the richard donner cut in another episode so we're going to try not to talk anything more about that at this point we'll cover that one in the next one so Mm -hmm. folks you you can look forward to that in the next one we're we're going to watch that one and cover it too but we're just going to talk about this superman 2 for what it is and i think we need to go through a
1: plot summary to talk about what it is before we get into the thing don't you agree i would have to agree with that jay unfortunately A group of terrorists seize the Eiffel Tower and threaten Paris with a hydrogen bomb. Superman thwarts the attack and then launches by jor the bomb into outer space. However, when the bomb explodes, it disintegrates the Phantom Zone, where the three Kryptonian criminals have been imprisoned for years. Superman's love for journalist Lois Lane reaches a peak and requires the ultimate sacrifice. He must purge his superpower to live as a mortal. Superman willingly agrees, and now, a mortal human being, consummates his love for Lois, which places the Earth in peril. The three Kryptonian criminals, led by General Zod, head to Earth with the intention of enslaving all of humanity. When he learns of their plans, Superman returns to the Fortress of Solitude to regain his powers and confront the trio, all the while dealing with Lex Luthor, who is playing both sides against each other, for his own gain. Superman turns the tables, though, by reversing the process to strip away the Kryptonian powers, which allows him to defeat them and Luther with relative ease. And finally, Clark kisses Lois the next day at work, using his ability to wipe her mind of the knowledge of his secret. And that is the convoluted plot summary (laughs) for Superman (laughs) 2J. Uh, You say convoluted. I think you did a pretty good
0: job of cutting it down and getting to the quick of what it is. You know, Brian, we talked about last time how the last one was really three movies in one, or maybe two and a half in one, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this one feels like a third of one. (laughs) Sort of sandwiched (laughs) in between a lot of stuff that I don't know we wanted. (laughs) I mean, okay, we got to talk about this right now. Okay, the entire tone of this movie, is drastically different.
1: Yeah, it's more than campy we had than, last than last time. Last time it was oh, more serious yeah. and and realistic. This time it's more like a joke yeah. almost. <laughs>
0: Well, it, you know, it is. It's like they're playing it for a joke. And if you watch the behind-the-scenes material on the making of Superman and how it came to be, that was the thing that they said about the original script that was written, was that it was too jokey, too punny. And so they brought in somebody to doctor that out and fix it up. Well, it's almost like they threw all those ideas away. And put it all and, back in, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They went right back to it. And, God, you know, how do you how do you take that? I, I, it's such a strange turn to see a film take on such a a drastic difference. It would be akin, the only thing I can make it akin to Brian is if you went from like what Tim Burton did in Batman 1989. And the next thing you did was Batman and Robin. I mean, it took a while to sort of get to that. (laughs) I I could have accepted it at all. If that's the second entry in the series.
1: I agree. It was very odd. And, And like, if you listen to some of the commentary, on the making of superman uh from the first one a lot of things that they said that they decided not to do such as adding uh like a faded tail as Superman starts to run, or, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. They did in this episode, and it's like, what the crap is going on? All the stuff that they were looking at for flying, they said, you know, when, when he's good, about to fly or when he's running, they they, they one of the effects they could have used was to show, like, his shat or his. Uh,
0: well, you've seen him, like, in fast speed. Yeah, it's like and he's so you get the tail, whatever, like, it, yeah. it's
1: something behind him. They said that that seemed too unrealistic. But then in the opening credits here for Superman 2, what do you see? He starts running, and he's got the damn tail behind him. And he's, <laughs> yes, he's just like, oh, my gosh. But let's talk about the opening, too, Jade. Like, the opening is a recap of what has gone on, basically, throughout the the first Superman. It's like, if you've never seen yeah. Superman 1, here's everything that happened in two minutes. Ye- <laughs> You, you want to know why that feels weird to us now?
0: Because we grew up and live in the era of VCRs, DVRs, and online pirating, where you can watch whatever you want whenever you want. Back in then you didn't see this thing in the theater one time and maybe you caught it on television you didn't know maybe you forgot in the it couple of years be. it had been yeah. and uh, you know and so uh, the idea was we got to catch everybody up on what's happened i'm okay with that because that's an aesthetic from a, a film era gone by well, still, they don't really do that anymore true, I, but I thought you it never was cool.
1: okay but I, this only came out a year or two two years after the original one so it's not like it was a Drastic amount of time. This isn't Star Wars to Empire, you know, three, four years between the two. And they didn't right. recap anything in that, right? That They just went right no, to the next movie. No. This is two years apart from each other. They were shot very they, at the same time. So it's not like they had a whole lot of shooting to do or anything like that. They put them out pretty close to each other. It just seemed like a waste of whatever, five minutes of my screen time to just see everything that already happened. It's like, I don't need a refresher course I, here.
0: I'll I'll say that again I think we're that's the reaction of modern watchers that we don't need it because you know another thing too we we pay a lot more attention to this stuff than the average viewer in 1981 people didn't do that I mean they really didn't and so it it is different for somebody to pay that close of attention and remember everything and let's remember too the target audience for this and particularly this movie is you would think is skewing a lot younger Kids don't remember anything. You know, I, I don't remember one Muppet movie to the next. So, you know, it, it, yeah. a recap is cool for me. and that's it. Here's the funny thing about it, though, Brian. They recap stuff, and then they completely and deliberately go away from almost all of it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is the only thing they really throw in there that you need to remember is the three people in the pane of glass. Correct. You know, because that's the whole thing. And I want to say this now. As far as an idea for villains goes and stuff, I really like this. And I like this for one reason only. They've already set up that Lex Luthor is the greatest criminal mind, etc. And Superman already beat him. Well, you know, who are you going to put him up against now? You know, another great criminal mind? No. you got to have something alien. So why not have people from his hometown? That's the trope, right? You get somebody from his hometown to come back and kick his butt, basically. And it's... His own fault that they even get released. Right, <laughs> that's the right. kick. Is he? They they do this setup where Lois is in Paris and there's a bomb that's going to go off, and he goes and basically throws the elevator where the bomb is into outer space. And as he's watching it get pretty into space, it blows up and releases the people from the Phantom Zone. Yeah. You know. I, now, what do you make of that?
1: Well, again, I think they could have done the same thing with the nuclear bomb that he threw into space last time. But they, <laughs> it's so funny you say that. <laughs> but seriously, they explain this later as he goes back to his little crystal palace and and starts watching more videos. That the only, or actually, <laughs> they explain it when Lex Luthor is watching the videos. The only thing that could break them is a nuclear explosion in space. Oh, how convenient! <laughs> but. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of awkward. They had to come out at some point, right? I would have imagined them hitting an asteroid or a comet running into them or something like that, or the, you know, the nuclear bomb from episode one, but still.
0: Well, you know what? You, you asked that in the last episode, is what if they ran into an asteroid or something like that, and then they go and drop the line here about what it would take a nuclear explosion to let them loose. Now, I can imagine colliding with a celestial object in space, in the vacuum of space may be akin to a bomb going off. I'm fairly certain <laughs> it wouldn't be something you could just absorb. But I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to be smart and you know give us something so that we know that, hey, we've thought this thing out. Just a little bit, so I, I'm willing to go with it at this point because I, I already know just by the opening, just <laughs> by the way it's gone, and the and the score too, which is not John Williams, but right. somebody else directing What's his music. He didn't come back; he had other things to do. So somebody else directed his music, but and and they did a pretty shoddy job of it. It's like a bad cover band version of that song. Mm-hmm. I already know I'm in for something that's inferior. So now I want to see, okay, if I just don't measure this against the other one that I thought was good for what it was, then what have I got here? And I'm going to give it its setup just so I can get into the thing.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fine and dandy. I, I'm with you, Jay. The, the the only thing that's great in this is, is having these three villains as someone that Superman can bounce off of. Because we set it up in, in the first Superman that these people are dangerous and they're going to come into play at some point you would imagine otherwise what's the point of that whole scene but uh it's nice to have them come back now i always as a kid remembered that being part of superman one <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that it's part of superman two kind of makes me sad but um yeah it's odd the, you know the We'll get into the villains as as they come in, but we ought to set up everything that's going on here. So obviously Clark and, and Lois are still working together. They get sent on this honeymoon investigation of a honeymoon hotel place on Niagara Falls, and they have to act like a couple. Which, you know, the, ten, the Clark Kent is obviously infatuated with Lois Lane, and, and he, everything he does shows that. And Lois can't give a crap less about Clark Kent, and so she's just like, okay, whatever, I'll take the job. And so, you know, they go to the Niagara Falls thing. They're sitting there looking at the actual falls. What was that? Did did you happen to write down what this honeymooners thing was called it had a really I cheesy remember. name honeymoon no, I'd hideaway or something like that but yeah it's, it's something lame so yeah i don't remember so they're sitting out there doing that and, and of course she they set up beforehand that she likes her juice freshly squeezed because she's sitting oh. there with oranges and this juice orange squeezer getting this little minuscule sm- orange juice s-
0: while she's smoking Marlboro Reds. I just want to put
1: that out there. You know, <laughs> while that, she's smoking. You got to remember back then that wasn't looked at as a bad thing yet. Uh, people didn't know the dangers <laughs> of smoking in 1981. Uh, the it Surgeon General's warning,
0: later. I'm, I'm... <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. I but... do know. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. But uh, you know, you're know, you talking about uh, I, I'm getting on you for modern stuff, bumping in your way of watching this. That just hit me like, <laughs> like a ton of bricks. But go ahead.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they're at this place. She asks for a hot dog and some freshly squeezed juice, goes off. And what happens? <clears throat> this idiot group of parents are not paying attention to their kid who's sitting on the railing of Niagara Falls, Taking his hands on and off like it's some sort of game. Really, i have seen this? Oh, just, I have seen people do stupid oh stuff my like this. God, though. I just you're Ugh. just like, how can people? Anyway, that's a whole other discussion on people who shouldn't be allowed to have kids. <laughs> that's for our par- but. That's for
0: our parenthood,
1: Richard. Right. Lo and behold, the kid <laughs> falls down off the rail and is heading into Niagara Falls. And of course, Clark can't. They're screaming. He looks and he's like, "Oh crap! I gotta become Superman." So he goes and turns into Superman. While this kid should have hit the water many, many seconds before Superman even took his coat off, magically Superman goes down and saves the kid, and everyone's happy. Blah blah blah. And Lois is pissed because he doesn't pay any attention to her as he flies away. She's like, "It's me. Why aren't you saying hi?" And <laughs> you never call. You're right? Right? It's just like, <laughs> oh dear lord. <laughs>
0: I know. Okay, many things to talk about here. Okay, first, and we're gonna do them in reverse order because that's how I want to do it. Lois's infatuation with Superman—it is unhealthy, would you dare say? I mean, it's it's professionally oh, yeah. stunting her. She drops everything, and I do mean everything when this cat is around. And I get that she's infatuated with. him. Okay, I can go with that because Lois Lane is supposed to be, you know, she's um, Superman's love, you know, whatever. Um, his sort of unrequited love, though, requited a few times here and there. But the way it's played by Margot Kidder, and I, I can only think that because this all the, a lot of this Niagara Falls stuff was reshot by Lester, the way he directed her and the way she cannot stand him and talks about that a lot, <laughs> that she doesn't like him, may have informed this incredibly goofy and stupid performance. She acts like a 10-year-old <laughs> girl at a One Direction concert. Yeah. I mean, it is ridiculous. It is. The and oh, I hate it. I it's just dumb. Then the bad parents. I'm with you. <laughs> It's, I love how Superman is like, only one ride per customer. And other words, like, hey, Jimmy, don't be a dumbass. <laughs> you know, he never bothers to do that.
1: Exactly. Not only that, it, Clark Kent points out that this kid is about to fall off a railing the first time, and the parents go and save him, mm-hmm. and then they stop paying attention to him again so he can go out there and fall off the second time. Seriously. Exactly. After you see the kid hanging there the first time, wouldn't you kind of shoo him away instead of start looking at whatever the hell they were reading? unreal, but yeah, besides quiet. look, I've been, to, I've been to Niagara Falls it's a beautiful
0: place, it's not the kind of place though that entrances you as if you're staring into the abyss alright, I mean it's pretty, but you can pay attention to your surroundings well, they're busy well, reading a map well, or there. something I don't
1: know what they're reading, yeah. they're just like in their own world, eating bonbons and whatever else, cotton candy, yeah, yeah.
0: well, you know what This that, that may be the subtext for this entire movie, Brian is that it seems like that's what's happening happening behind the camera. Too. <laughs> <laughs> because there's, there's all these things just sort of flying around. But the whole setup is that Clark and Lois have to act like a couple. Mm-hmm. And Lois is doing all this stuff where she's starting to go, you know, Clark and Superman are never in the room at the same time. She's having that conversation. Right, right. You know, you you get hung up on a lot. You're like, I can't believe no one doesn't know this. But, but she's having this whole bit. And she, now she goes through these elaborate ways to try to set up. Is Clark Superman? You know, and, and she's like, Oh, I feel so stupid for the, you know, all this stuff. what do you make of that?
1: Well, the whole, um, actually I, I, I do remember the scene where she jumps into Niagara falls, which by the way is oh. really stupid to do, <laughs> but she jumps yes. in Niagara falls. And I remember the scene with Clark not turning into Superman on purpose and, and basically chasing her everywhere she goes. And I, I actually thought the scene was okay. And I actually, I would have kept it in, uh, myself too. I thought it was well done and made sense because it's another way to thwart her effort to find out who Superman is. Right. And I, I actually right. liked that piece. Now, as we get into the hotel room with the real classy uh, bus boy or whatever <laughs> you want to call bed. Him. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, And the, the, the fantastic room, I believe it was a pink bear fur rug. Uh. Yes, it was. <laughs> anyway, we get into there and we get around and notice that uh the the reveal. Let's talk about the reveal of Superman because I think this is the most ridiculously stupid reveal I've ever seen in my life. The whole <laughs> he drops his what is was it his glasses? No no. She drops something into the fire. He reaches in to grab it, pulls his hand out, and she asks to see his hand to make sure he's okay well, and it's not he- burned.
0: He trips and falls in the fire. Yanks his hand. I mean, she oh, yeah. clearly sees his hand in the fire. He yanks his hand like, no, it's it's okay, it's okay. And she's just like, let me see it. And then she pulls it out. Of course, it's perfectly fine. And then he does the worst. This is the worst acting ever. Turns around, does this sort of somber little. Stroll takes his glasses off and changes his voice. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Holy shit <laughs> he's freaking... Superman. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh really? And that's the look on her face. Like, holy shit he's <laughs> Superman. And, I and meanwhile, now... all then here's the thing. This is supposed to be this big reveal. Mm-hmm. And if it had played a little bit better, it might have worked. The problem is everybody in the audience is going, We freaking know this. The fact that Lou
1: Delonis does it. And I don't care. Well, and and and, and the reaction is like, I knew you were Superman. My reaction would have been, "What the hell were you doing, not rescuing me, you bastard?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I could have drowned. <laughs> yes. No, thanks a exactly. lot. Exactly. <laughs> instead, she's like, "I knew it. I knew you were Superman all along." But that is the worst reveal ever. It made zero sense (laughs) to have it done that way. There's so many other paths you could have gone down and included it in this little honeymoon suite. But that, seriously? Well, all I can say, Brian, is just wait to the daughter cut and see what
0: he thought was a better idea. (laughs) So we'll we'll get there at the another time. But now but now it's out. The secret is out. And it's like this weight is lifted
1: oh, and, you know, Clark takes oh, his yeah. glasses off. He's got the cool and, hair now. <laughs> he still dresses like a dork. Of course. And <laughs> but, then what, what happens, Jay? The reveal happens and what does he do? Immediately takes him back to his place. Yeah, it's like, hey, you gotta come to the
0: Fortress of Solitude. But he he drives her <laughs> to
1: the north. <laughs> which begs the question is why didn't you just fly why didn't you just fly her on up there you dumb idiot <laughs> well you know if you can fly
0: her around new york and way above new york and it not kill her i'm pretty sure she can handle
1: the um, I, I exactly i'm pretty sure it's good and let's face it jay i'm pretty sure a trip to the north pole is going to take you a few days Driving. yeah
0: that's not exactly a weekend drive <laughs> yeah. that's not exactly a night drive like they go the next
1: day they go that and night. I've been to
0: <laughs> look I've been to Niagara okay it's it's you know it's right there at Canada yeah sure but you still got a long way to go before you're at the North Pole okay I mean, you got a long way to go oh yeah and New York City to Niagara Falls is a very long and incredibly boring drive <laughs> I've done it so I'm telling you the the geography of this movie is assumes that no one that has seen it has ever been anywhere (laughs) and can read a
1: map we'll we'll get more on that in a little bit jay because there's a lot more to discuss on that but yes they're in the fortress of solitude and i guess because she now knows he's superman all bets are off and everything's out in the open he just shows her every secret he has (laughs) it's like
0: what yeah hey Hey, can I just go ahead and say this? I know you may be in love and stuff, but superheroes—you oh, might want to like slow roll your grand secrets into into your your girlfriend's presence because you never know how that can be used against you. They can be tortured, you know. Whatever. I'm just saying. I mean, that's there's certain things you just can't do right out of the gate. Hell, uh, um, uh, uh, Spider-Man spent... You know, two movies in the Sam Raimi world before Mary Jane ever knew who the heck he was. So, you know, I, I just I find this really, really it make you know what it does. It makes Superman look like an idiot, you know,
1: and we're talking and that's about the a is, reveal and all of a sudden it's the ultimate love story. Whoa. (laughs) What happened to the courtship, to the dating, to everything else? You're just all of a sudden, yep, this is it. I'm in love with you more than anything I've ever been in love with in my life. Whoa.
0: So much to the point that I'm going to ask my supercomputer powered by my parents' memory, basically, everything that they know from 28 known galaxies, and I have to ask it dating advice.
1: (laughs) Well, yes, and now let's talk about that, Jay, because in, in yes. as Superman 1, everything was revealed by uh Jor-El's, Jor-El to Kal-El, right? In this one, we open up with some other councilman giving him information, Uh and then, of course, Mommy comes on the screen. And so everything that's led up to this before was that it was always Jarrell, and now we have this in. And behind the scenes, the whole story is is that M- Marlon Brando kind of wanted more money because he didn't, he says he wasn't told it was a two picture deal and wanted to get more money for being in the second picture. And they didn't want to pay him any more money because they, they already paid him a fortune. They paid him a lot. Yeah, <laughs> they did. And the other side of it is too, he's another one of the,
0: almost every actor on this thing revolted when Donner got fired, and that was another, you know, he blamed it on money, but years later he, he talked about it was also the Donner thing. He just didn't like the way that was done. But Marlon Brando's a wacko. Oh, big time. And even, yeah. He was then, so Lester decided he didn't want to fool with him. And you know what? I'm going to blame Richard Lester for a lot of things. I think he got thrown into this situation, did the best he could with it, whatever. He didn't want to have to deal with Marlon Brando. He already had to tell these people, we got to reshoot. Three fourths of what you already shot. Mm -hmm. You know, so he's already dealing with that. He's got other egos on the set. I get it. But having Superman's mother, who was totally or not totally, who was incredibly reluctant about sending him to Earth be this driving force of the Fortress of Solitude's mega computer is a little weird.
1: Mm, Yeah. Don't you think? I do. I think it is odd. But it's better than having this stranger who shows up the first time uh, be the driver. So I guess I, I could buy the mom yeah. more so. <laughs> and really, honestly, I think it works a little bit, Jay, because he's asking relationship advice, which makes sense for From the his mother. mother right. I, I get that. It, yeah. it kind of it, it fits. So I'm not as appalled by that. Necessarily, but just the fact that he's sitting there professing his love for Lois and willing to give up everything that he knows and is for this woman mm-hmm. he's uh, been in a relationship with for one day, maybe half a day. <laughs> I well, I don't get it.
0: We are we are to assume sometimes. Oh has no no between... no no no.
1: They leave. He he says in the hotel, "Let's go to my place." So. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm
0: talking about before they get to the hotel. There's been a little bit of time between well, the events of Superman 1 and this.
1: But, well, I would but they're think not, it's not in not a like relationship. they've been around each other for years. They weren't in a relationship well, with Superman 1. Lois is infatuated with her. Clark is infatuated with him. With him. Clark is infatuated hmm. with her. They haven't really ever been in a relationship. They've kind of well, shared I, a little bit of intimacy <laughs> on the stupid fly. But that's it. Look, he knows what color underwear. She well, he wears, knows what man. color underwear everyone's wearing. I know. I'm just trying to make a point. So, uh, to me, this relationship started when he revealed himself, and that's it. That's
0: when it should be counted. Here's the thing, though, Brian. And here's here's what I'm going to harp on. You meet this woman, okay? You've known her for let's give it on the air side six months, okay? <laughs> You care about her, clearly. Not enough to save her when she's trying to fake her death, but whatever. You care about her. She cares about you. You got a little magic. You know, whatever. And then you decide, you know, I not only want to spend the rest of my life with you, which could be, you know, one thing, but I'm going to give up my powers, and I, I gotta say it, Brian, the way I read this is because he said he gets the the sense that if I have sex with you, I will kill oh, you. Oh,
1: jeez. That's
0: <laughs> kind of what is said. It's like for us to have children, I've got to be human. I mean, that's mm. in there. I, I know I didn't just bring that up. I heard this little conversation and I was like, is he really uh, saying to her, I you can't know. handle it?
1: Are you sure that you had that conversation I am, in your head <laughs>
0: no, they had that discussion, but not like in it's not gory okay it's, it's nothing i'm I'm being donkey punched with this a little bit. I know jeez <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's not that bad, but that is what it, it it's one of the subtext of what he's doing here. Let's right see beyond I, that
1: I, I disagree though, Jay because his he didn't know he had to give up his powers until he 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 explained that he wanted to spend his life with her. Right? Well they said you have to if you're going to be with her, but, if you're going to you have to do it
0: as a moral exactly. Like the way but his that's... mother is saying that is like you'll you'll damage her. Well I don't know
1: about
0: <laughs> <You> that <but laughs> so I, I didn't If you hope that to have up. a family, you know.
1: <laughs> I didn't pick that I guess up. I you think can't that they decided to want alien? to mix races and produce more uh, super spawn. I guess I don't maybe know. That's it? I, I, I really don't think he'd destroy her with his junk. So his super junk. The the, <laughs> the the point
0: is, God. The point is, he is willing to give up all of that for this orange juice drinking, chain smoking, flighty woman.
1: <laughs> yes, apparently. And so he does. And wow.
0: Wow. Love is wow. It makes you do, 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 do stupid things,
1: my friend. We, we all know this. Um, but oh, this indeed. is uh, I know. Yeah, this is a little beyond but, that.
0: Okay. So he goes in the chamber. The red light goes on. And the next thing you know, he's regular old Clark. Now, now they have to, have to have drive to back to New York. Well, we have to take a break from that for a minute, because while the whole courtship at the Fortress has been going on, what else has happened? The three Kryptonian criminals are freed from the Phantom Zone, and they come to Earth, and well, no, they land on the moon first. (laughs) Which is still having moon missions, by the way. Yes, which, oh, oh, sorry, NASA. (laughs) They're still having moon missions, and they realize... Each one of them—Ursa, Ur- uh, Zod, the leader—and not that they have powers beyond their imaginations. They start to explore this here. They can they can walk around without suits. They can breathe in space. They can punch stuff and it flies off into the Netherlands. You know, I mean, they they destroy the space program <laughs> on the moon, and then they fly to Earth to now, Houston, Brian. Yeah, to, to, well, yeah, Idaho.
1: Planet Houston. Now, here's,
0: yeah, yeah here's the thing. East Houston, Idaho, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. here's the thing. It takes the space shuttle or the space program days to get to the moon. Oh, yeah,
1: but Superman can speed so fast he can re-tilt the world. I think they can fly pretty quickly, okay. too.
0: but he knows how to do that. They are just figuring out their power. They get there in, like, 12 minutes. Oh, <laughs>
1: They're fast I, learners, I,
0: I guess. <laughs> well, they I, we, again. The problem is we we see a lot of them learning to do things on Earth, but not learning to do the important things. Like we see them try to burn. We see one girl burn a snake that bites mm-hmm. her. Non tries to do it and he can't do it. Yeah, but he likes the big light on top of the policeman's car. So <laughs> well, no, the that. General
1: Zod likes the big light on the <laughs> policeman's car, so he gets it for for General Zod. It's. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I love Zod's look as, like, more, uh, you moron.
1: Know? That's my favorite part of the whole thing, is that every time this guy does something stupid, he rolls his eyes, which I think is classic. <laughs> it is. And I I can only think Terrence Stamp, who is an accomplished
0: actor, been in a lot of cool stuff, was going, really? This is what I'm supposed to do now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he just kind of went with it. But, oh, okay. okay. They land in, as we said, East Houston, Idaho. I've never been to East Houston. No. I imagine it's a nice place, but they basically landed in, like, Hickville, USA, (laughs) and they destroy this place, (laughs) and it's national news.
1: Well, yeah, and and it has to be a pretty non-remote place because the freaking National Guard gets there pretty darn quick.
0: They got to have an outpost up there or something. Yeah. They didn't set that up at all. I'm like, okay, we need, that needs to be, you know, we need to establish that. Like they fly over the army base, something. Yeah, no. Anything. I agree. It was, but their whole thing is, as they realize they have all these powers, okay, we're going to, we take us to your leader, is basically what they say. Yep. <laughs> and their plan is, we're going to take over the whole world. And I love that the president and everybody else's reaction is like, you wait till Superman gets here and kick your butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> these I, I know people who are in power. Okay. And, and I, they all rely on people that are bigger than them. Sure, 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 sure. But nobody, nobody wusses out that fast that got to that point in life no way <laughs> that was lame this is just like they showed up and it's like we're dead we're done it's like Jar Jar Binks was president they
1: well, and and just gave it even up even Zod calls it out when they have the, the first the fake president come and kneel before him he's like she are not the president no leader with this much responsibility would ever quickly cave that fast and of course the real president does <laughs> yeah, as but long say, as you say yes, no yes one will would. get hurt I will so, do that no problem
0: <laughs> well, really? Yeah, and you're going to believe this space alien mm. <laughs> that, who can do whatever he wants. And he goes, yes, sure, I won't kill anybody
1: else. Yep, yep. Yeah, right. hmm I just, oh.
0: Now, here's the thing, though. I like this idea, again, of these three Kryptonian criminals. This should be their plan to, you know, we are going to take over the world. You know, That's every evil genius's thing, right? hmm Take over the world. i right, we're going to take over this. I can go with that. It's how they set them up and sort of build them. It's almost like they're comic relief on top of being the bad guys. That's my problem with them.
1: Oh yeah, is they that I don't, are comic I don't fear
0: them in the le- I don't fear them in the least bit. That's a problem. When I don't fear the villain when I'm laughing at him, it's not a very good villain.:
1: That's true. I think General Zod was a very, very good villain, but the two cronies that he has with them, they're all just comedy. That's all they're there for is comedy. And that's all they do. Like Nam is a moron. Right? He's a big oaf moron. That's all he is there for. And she's just I don't even know. It's all that I mean, seriously. They're they're idiots and so they bring General Zod down, who I think is actually a very good villain, but being brought down by these two.
0: So what you're saying is he needs to choose his cabinet members more wisely.
1: Uh what so. he should do is get rid of the other two. Although he'd lose his muscle, <laughs> but still.
0: Well, he needs he needs Mayor Wilkins to advise him on how to surround himself with better
1: people. Yeah, some
0: <laughs> clearly because he's got he's got some real imbeciles. I mean, yeah. he needs better lackeys pretty fast. I'm with you. You know that the other two are really forgettable, other than the quirks of of uh, Jack O'Halloran's performance. But. Zod is the thing we're supposed to pay attention to. Yeah. But guess who gets out of jail and decides Let's talk about I'm gonna that, get in Jay. the middle of this. Lex Luthor. What, okay, now
1: What sh- genius comes <laughs> up with using a hot air balloon to get out of prison?
0: Apparently the greatest. <laughs> Sorry, that is the
1: slowest <laughs> method to get out of a prison <laughs> ever. <laughs>
0: Apparently, prison guards were really off their game. Well, the obviously, did you see
1: them? They were watching some sports event, not paying attention to anything. And here these guys are with a humongous hot air balloon hovering over the jail yard and getting out with no problems, except for, of course, Ned Beatty's character, who he kind of can't get out because he's too fat. He's bringing... i thought that was funny actually. He's bringing yeah, they, the hot they, air left balloon Otis. down.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, can I say this? Otis had no part in this story. No. So they had to come up with some way to get him out of there and and not have him on
1: Well, even Miss Tessmacher had no part in this story, really. She's there for the rescue, and she was there in the reveal of Superman's lair, and that's about it.
0: Right, but I didn't know that she had a point either you know beyond no, well, just yes you know those two little things again it's it's plot convenience cronies. that's the problem. cronies yeah the, yeah everybody's surrounded but you have these two brilliant you know uh evil leaders here luther and well one who believes um, he's
1: brilliant anyway
0: well he does but but you know what uh, but they both are surrounded by by idiocy that's what i'm trying to get mm-hmm. at now here's the thing luther seems to be you know i'm going to try to play these guys to get something out of this for me but it's almost like very quickly he realizes these people cannot be trusted and it's like he's just waiting for a way to screw them up did you read it that way mm. cuz at no time did i really
1: buy that he was really into them um i th- i didn't look at it that way i looked at it as this was his way to get what he wants most, and that was to be recognized as the greatest criminal mind on Earth and to get his at beachfront at, property at, in Australia. At,
0: apparently Australia. Yeah, apparently Australia is all it takes.
1: So well, That's what he wants. And, of course, Superman out of his hair, and he knows these guys can get him there. And I think that after that, he was hoping he'd find a way to get rid of them with crypt, kryptonite, probably, because he knows that weakens yeah. the others. Or Superman, yeah. at least. So I think he, his whole plan he... is to get Superman out of the way. He can't do it himself, so these guys maybe can.
0: Right, but then he's got to figure out how to get them out of the way. And I'll tell you, you know, he tried kryptonite before. That didn't really work out.
1: Oh, it worked <laughs> yeah. just fine, so... except for the fact that Miss Tessmacher saved him, right? right? So, so if he can yeah. get these guys in a room, lock him in with kryptonite, he could probably win that battle, right? Uh, I guess. I'm just never, I don't know. I
0: never thought that his plan was that good.
1: Well, I just I, agreed, it, but he does yeah, have a I, method, I think. Uh, you know, he is the greatest criminal mind on Earth, so I'm sure he has something up his sleeve.
0: Allegedly. <laughs> so, but, his, but here's the thing. Luther has been running around on his own. He goes up to the Fortress of Solitude as well and watches the home movies.
1: Yes. <laughs> and learns, he learns everything lot. he wants mm-hmm.
0: to know. Okay, Superman needs better locks.
1: Well, (laughs) agreed. (laughs) Uh, But again, who's searching the North Pole for his home? Nobody. Apparently the greatest
0: criminal mind of all time. Well, it's
1: because he figured it out, right? He, he, He deduced where it was by his logically brilliant mind and flew up there to figure out what it was and found it. Good for him. Now he has leverage. And he tries to use that leverage for these new villains who basically have taken over the world, which is something that he'd rather do himself.
0: But they've done it in a matter of (laughs) hours. Instead of years, correct, yep. It it has taken no time since they've been free for them to to pull this off. Yes. And meanwhile, (laughs) Clark and Lois are driving back from the North Pole and decide to stop at a diner for a bite to eat. Oh, dear God. Yes. Okay, we we have to talk about this diner scene, okay? They stop off, and what happens? Clark has to go to the bathroom, because now he's human. So he can't hold it like apparently. <laughs> and this guy sits down by Lois, and Chris gets back. He's like, I think you're sitting in my seat, sir. And the guy, Big Bad Trucker, or whatever he is, is like do something about it and i think and this is what i think i'm like no way is clark Kent gonna pick a
1: fight with this dude he has to know right i gave up all my powers i don't have those anymore well of course I, he doesn't know did. jay he just he doesn't know because <laughs> he's never experienced what it's like to be actually human so he doesn't oh. know what that's like so he probably thinks i'm a pretty big guy right i'm i got some muscle on me i could probably get in a fight with this guy he has no clue that he's such a weak wuss Oh, and he gets
0: pummeled, Absolutely. pummeled by this guy, embarrassed. And the, the, the thing that gets me is the look on Lois Lane's face. Margot Kenner plays it like, oh, I'm so sorry you're getting your butt kicked from me. And then like, oh, you're not who
1: I thought you were. Exactly. <laughs> She's just like, this is not who I wanted. I wanted yeah. Superman, not Superman. Clark.
0: <laughs> yeah, if I didn't to Clark, I'd have been like, I wouldn't have gone through all that crap to try to get him to fall in the fire. Yeah, so it's kind of so, like
1: she's got this major disappointment going on, right? Big time.
0: Yeah. Big. Buyer's regret, they call it. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. And she's got it bad. And, okay, so we've established now he's beat to a pummel. And in this process, the news is on the television. Mm-hmm. And the news is the world now belongs to Zod. Correct. But I want the one they call Superman. (laughs) And he gets this look on his face like, it's like Hulk Hogan ramping up in No Holds
1: Barred. (laughs) Only with less good results.
0: (laughs) I I cannot believe that we're actually saying that, but I agree with you. (laughs) It was more believable (laughs) in No Holds Barred. When Zeus was on Geraldo or whatever calling him out, (laughs) then when local TV just south of the North Pole or whatever is calling out Superman, so Clark goes. He walks back to the North Pole or hitchhikes. No, no, he walks
1: because no one will pick him up (laughs) because he's a bloody mess.
0: (laughs) He walks to the freaking North Pole. I'll tell you, Jay,
1: (laughs) Superman he is not anymore. He would have frozen his ass to death.
0: He would have been as dead as Jack Torrance at the end of The Shining.
1: <laughs> Correct. Now here's How here's what always bugged me, Jay, about this is he goes back, finds you know out that the everything's been destroyed after he he went into that chamber, but there's the crystal. Now we've set up earlier that uh, uh, Luthor had dropped the crystal somewhere in the snow, up there. Right. And it starts glowing and calling to him, and then we cut away. So, we never get to see what actually happens and how he gets back to being Superman. He just all of a sudden is Superman again. That always bugged me. It's like, well, okay, so like we talked about in the last Superman 1 episode, that Korean crystal calls to him, so it must have his power in it, right? So It's got some kind, kind of restorative like, act. Yeah, so it seems like, like, this like big that's when flash what happens.
0: happens. It's like this big flash happens uh, that's the you
1: know, opaque face or mm-hmm. whatever and then all of a sudden he's Superman. Correct. And it was weird. You
0: know,
1: it's very, I didn't like it. It's, it's, I thought it was terribly done.
0: Well, it's a cheesy way to do it, but you know what? It's supposed to be what we want. Because what do we want? We want Superman to go to East Houston and, or Washington or whatever and kick these people off. The
1: right. Plane. And they had to find a way, but they couldn't have come up with something better. I mean, they, they could have come up with a better well, way to do it. Maybe have yeah. Superman reconstruct the chamber and reverse the ray or something. You know, something. Smart. They did have something better. Well, they I know just that. I'm shot just, by We're those not talking people. about That's, that, though.
0: No, I, but I'm saying that was in the script. It was written better than they went away from that because this 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 film is not built on any logic whatsoever. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, very true. <laughs> it's Just ridiculous. So <sighs> he goes back, and essentially he goes back to uh, uh, Luther takes the trio. To the Daily Planet in Metropolis to basically draw Superman out because they he says if you get Lois Lane you'll get Superman. So Luther knows mm-hmm. that people he's never met are smitten with each other.
1: Well, I think how does he come to the ad understanding? Well, it? I think that's quite obvious. Is Lois is the lead reporter who's been typing about Superman, right? She's she is the lead person who's been documenting what Superman does, is, was, whatever. And she was rescued by him. She's been involved in pretty much everything Superman's done up to the point. So it's logical deduction that she has an in with Superman somehow and gets all these scoops. That was how I read but it. He, he, he calls her like
0: her, his press agent Correct. or something like that. Like that's, that's how that goes. I guess I could go with that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But that's the whole catch. And at multiple times, Zod is ready to kill
1: Luther, And I'm beginning to wonder why he doesn't. Well, he keeps bringing (laughs) up leverage, right? Luther's a smart guy. He doesn't give him everything up front. He just basically says, oh, well, you know, you're you're worthless to me. Now I'm going to kill you. Oh, but I know his address. Mm. Okay, now they have to keep him alive to bring him there. So." Yeah, you know, I mean, he's smart about it. He's not being stupid and giving all his information at once. He knows he has to keep leverage in his back pocket because he knows they're going to try and kill him at some point and keep him alive. But they just destroyed the Daily Planet, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> it's just, yes, they absolutely
0: wreck the place. It's trashed. It is totally trashed. And then who shows up outside the window? <laughs> Our lucky <But> superhero. Go- <laughs> And then what may be the worst fight sequence ever takes place in the streets of fake New York. We go through a Coca-Cola sign. We go through the Marlboro sign. We do a lot of good product placement to pay for this movie
1: as these people fight each other. Absolutely it's it's by far the worst fighting i've ever seen it is
0: bad and i'm i'm going to say i you know i've seen some bad action movie fighting i uh, and I, I understand they were limited with what they could do i've seen a lot better stuff in movies of the same era and i will give you one raiders of the lost ark different kind of movie but same year had much better fighting in it much more realistic the bar fight in that movie beats the crap out of this yeah not even close and i this is so it's so obvious everybody's on the wires because that's the whole point is everybody's so badass that they can't fight like normal people, yeah right but yet they do they throw each other around and they punch each other in the face <laughs>
1: oh, and with do. big signs and whatever else they can get their hands on but yeah it, it's it's so slow and Unrealistic that I just kept going. This, this, this is how superheroes would fight each other. I mean, this is pathetic, and it was. And it that's was a very great word. pathetic. And mm-hmm. what's even worse is that after they thought Superman was dead, the crowd starts going up against them, and they just blow him back with their breath, which I thought was funny. And then Superman just takes off. He just leaves. like so, oh, okay. Well,
0: he wants to get him back to the the layer too because he realizes he can't.
1: You know, he's got to get their powers away from Of course, from but but he doesn't know that Luther's with them at this point, and he doesn't know that they know where he lives. He just takes off in hopes well, that he they're figures coming? they'll follow him. Okay, I think
0: he figures they'll follow him. Okay, I, I can go with that. No. Yeah, and that goes down. That's exactly what happens. They follow him to the frigging North Pole, and <clears throat> okay. What You have to explain to me what happens at the end here. I'm a little lost at one point. What goes down at that Fortress of Solitude? I know what basically happens, but how does it work out the way it does?
1: Well, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. Basically, Superman knows he can't trust Luther, so he tells him exactly the opposite of what he wants him to do. Luther rats on him. And so he places himself into this chamber that would take his powers away and he he reversed it so that everything outside of the chamber then gets the red sun rays and takes the powers away from the other people. It doesn't affect the humans because they have no powers to begin with, but it turns the three people outside who have the powers back into more of a human form. So to me, it made great sense. I thought it was actually a pretty good move to do that. Um, My question is, is when did he have the time to reconstruct this thing and get that all done?
0: That's what I'm asking is and maybe after he got his powers back, the super speed came with it. And he realized, along with what extra power we're going to talk about in the end. Sure. But he he figured out how to redo all this real fast. Mm-hmm. And he plotted it. But here's the thing, Brian, for this to work. He would have to be at the Fortress of Solitude getting geared up, ready to go back and find these people and fight them and go, you know, that fight might not go that well. And I might have to bring them back here. And I'm pretty sure Lex Luthor will be around or somebody. And I'll have to convince him that I'm going to take my powers away. He would have to know. He would have to have read the script. To know what
1: <laughs> and that's, and what I,
0: yeah, that's what I have a hard time with. I'm like, Superman get to read the script. Well, you know, he, I... he, he he plans for things he can't possibly know are going to happen. Nor can he influence them to be that way. That's well, the thing. I think he that... doesn't do things to bring any of this about, except once he's got them there, he goes, "Aha." And he, or does does he have some way of flipping the switch and the rays go to the outside while he's in there? I don't know.
1: They don't. Well, they us. they put the crystal in. Uh, Luther puts the crystal in, or someone puts the crystal into the machine, and that activates the rays. Right. So uh, to me, this is right, the one right, part right. in the movie that actually made sense. <laughs> The one thing that actually worked. And while he may not have expected it to be so soon that they came after him or whatnot, I think that his long-term goal was to get him to that Fortress of Solitude. And so he had already had it set up somehow, some way within the time frame. We don't know. But uh, yeah, I actually liked the idea and the way that they did it.
0: The problem with it is, is now you know I said before that we have to give movies like this some gimmies or whatever. This movie's already asked for too much, and I'm just I'm rejecting.
1: Oh, Jay, <laughs> Jay, we're not even close to done though.
0: Oh, I the most know. ridiculous
1: part's coming
0: up. Well, hold hold on, we gotta we gotta kill these people off though. You're right. So what happens is the second worst fight scene in cinematic history goes down. Superman rips an S off of his chest and apparently now now that becomes like a glad trash bag. (laughs) Okay, so apparently Superman becomes freaking Spider-Man now because he can take the S off of his chest and throw it at people to to web them up because that's what happens to General Zod. And that's how he's taken out. He gets webbed to death. Non tries to fly after him and falls because of course he doesn't have flying power so he simply jumps to his own death. And then Lois turns around, says something smart-ass, and punches Ursa into the abyss. And that's it. I want to say this. That's the lame way to kill the villains. And they also... They get killed. anybody want to talk about that for a minute. They are dead.
1: They are dead. And death by falling into a unending pit of the North Pole. Maybe they came out the South Pole. I don't know. <laughs> China.
0: They came out. They came out where the Emperor did at the end of the... Uh, Return of the Jedi There you go but, <laughs> Yeah um, Okay Let's deal with that Web business For a second <laughs> That has never Been established Ever Anywhere Before Why couldn't he Just breathe on them <laughs> Or hit them Yeah, yeah. They, they can't do anything Well to he him, already though. Threw General Nothing. Zod
1: Halfway across the room And why can't he Go over there Yeah which would have Broken he's... every
0: bone In his
1: body Cause he broke oh, yeah. his hand well, he's, <laughs> and, <he's, laughs> and you he's think Human now right Yeah
0: yeah, he couldn't. He shouldn't be able to stand after that. That's, I'll that's tell what you what, though, saying.
1: Jay. General Zod got his mm-hmm. one wish. The 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 son of Jor had knelt before him. He did, but anyway, and that's beside the point. Then he, then he <laughs> then threw he, him into the abyss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with his, He did get his wish, though. His, I'm just saying.
0: Yes, yeah, and <laughs> and it killed him. So, careful what you wish for, children. Yeah. So, but yeah, Zod. Wow. Okay, so he goes down that way. I, Nan's an idiot, so fine, whatever. That's how he gets. But Lois has to kill the girl because Superman can't kill the girl, right? Well, That's that That would
1: be against the rule, right? You can't hit a girl.
0: He's already <laughs> dropped his powers so he could get laid,
1: okay? I think the rules are out of the door. Okay. So- this, this is true. Now, he's dropped his power so he can be with Lois, and then he had to go back and get them again. Where in the rule book does it say now that he cannot be with Lois anymore? Because they go back to Lois's place on the balcony once again and basically have a come-to-Jesus moment where he's basically saying, we cannot be together anymore. And she's crying her eyes out and accepting this. Why not? Why can't they be together? They're breaking
0: up. Yeah, So I their don't relationship lasted like, all of I... like two days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't know. I want to take him to walk back to the North Pole Oh, good
1: point, know. good point That probably <laughs> so, last at least a month
0: <laughs> Exactly So, how long was the Earth enslaved <laughs> to these aliens? I don't know But yeah. I'll tell you It couldn't have ended fast enough Because I was done with this Oh, I was so done with this But then Oh, oh the best part Then yes. we have to get this final Okay, we go back to work now, because that's exactly what you do after Alien Invasion. Which, by the way, is <laughs>
1: miraculously reconstructed.
0: I mean, they they rebuilt that set, I mean, that off is fast. So, they put that back up, and Clark, to get, I mean, it, Lois is like, how am I supposed to act around you? How am I supposed to blah blah blah? And he turns around and plants one on her, and in that process, wipes her memory of
1: any knowledge that he was superman what so big question here why can she not know
0: okay that that's a really good point what is the harm in having one person in the human world is it that knows your secret yeah. who would who can be trusted with it? here's
1: the thing i think lois can be trusted with this absolutely she can help help him out in many many ways uh Yeah. Good press, whatever that he needed. But again, Mm -hmm. is it that he's wiping her memory so that she doesn't know who he is, which I think he is, or is it that he's wiping his memory so she doesn't feel so hurt, which I think is part of it as well, but I think mostly so that his identity is secret again for some reason.
0: I think he's wiping the memory of, of the identity because he knows it will relieve her hurt, but also because somewhere or another he doesn't feel like, ah, she doesn't need to know this. You know, that's that's the whole point. He does that because he doesn't want her to know. And that is ridiculous to Mm -hmm. me. Me too. I just don't (laughs) don't see a point in having
1: her not know that he's Superman and having to wipe her memory and change, change it again. Now, this is twice he's changed human history. (laughs) Yes. Not allowed to do that.
0: And and can we also talk about something else, or can I ask another question? Does Lex Luthor know that Clark Kent is Superman or does he not know at this point?
1: I don't think he knows. I don't think he okay. I don't think he's put too into I don't think he even knows who Clark Kent is, to be honest with you. Good, he good knows point. Superman, I do he knows met. that yeah. he's got some sort of a repertoire with Lois Lane, and I think that's about it.
0: That you're right, because he does drop him back off into prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's no. that's the end of that. So he's back in in federal prison now. So hopefully under better security. Yeah, and Superman flies off into the sun for more adventures. Mm-hmm. That's what's supposed to happen, and that's the end, Brian. We're at the end of Superman two, and wow! Mm. And, and oh no, no, not the the end. The end is he puts the, the top of the Capitol oh, God, or the yes. top of the White House back on. And promises the president never to abandon his duty again. Now, I want everyone listening to me right now to remember that. Because we got a lot of movies before we get back to Superman Returns. I want everyone to remember the fact that he said, I will never abandon my duty again. And then when we do the plot summary for Superman Returns, please explain to me how that changed. So, okay? Because that's going to be a problem that we'll have to deal with in the future, but... That's a long way and millions of dollars away. (laughs) So, uh, Brian, I think we're at the point of the podcast where it's time to give final thoughts, recommendations, and popcorn ratings for the film. So what are yours for Superman 2?
1: Well, I can't give it a small popcorn because that would imply that you'd never want to watch it again. And I unfortunately have watched this many times over and over again. So I'm going to have to go with a medium popcorn. I don't know why. Shit! Screw it. It's a small popcorn. This movie sucks. It's terrible. I may watch it over and over again, but that doesn't mean you should.
0: You, you. I think you watch it over and over again because you have small boys who probably are the right target range. But I guarantee you, when they get a little older, they're going to go, "Dad, really? Medium popcorn?" Yeah. I'm glad you called. Definitely a small. (laughs) <laughs> this is the definition of small popcorn and what a come down. I mean, really how disappointing <laughs> this is. And I have <clears throat> the thing is, when I was a little kid and I saw this, I thought this is kind of cool cuz all the powers and the cool stuff, but when I like was old enough to at least pay remote attention to what was going on on the screen, I've always been like, yeah, this doesn't really seem like it goes with the other one. And having watched them so close together now, which I had never done before, oddly enough, but having done that now, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, what what a real drop. What yeah. a real drop in quality um, from one movie to the next. Small popcorn, and no, I don't think anyone should bother with it. But unfortunately, if you're a fan of this series and you're going to try to keep up with it, continuity-wise at least, you need it because it, uh, we're going to go there, but it's there but mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad we're done with this one because I own the, the, like I said, I own the collector's edition stuff. I don't know that I'll ever watch <laughs> this again unless I just have to. Right. For some reason, because I've seen it enough now to oh yeah, I remember what happened. So, eh, small popcorn for me as well. Folks, thanks for joining us in this latest episode in Filmstrip and our review of the Superman films. Got a lot more to come. You can check out more episodes of our movie reviews in the archive section of our website, continuousplaypodcast.com, and click on the movies link. You can also hook up with us on Facebook and Twitter. Leave us a review on iTunes, let us know what you think, and we look and we do appreciate your support. So until next time, for Brian, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to Filmstrip. Thanks for listening to Filmstrip.
1: Mm -hmm. And that you're um, totally impervious to pain?
0: Well, so far. Visit our website, continuousplaypodcast.com, for more reviews and episodes. All content used or discussed in this podcast are the property of their respective owners and used under the Fair Use Act, Section 504C2, Title 17. Farewell forever.